panic disorder, rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh -huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. expression Getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a Welcome to another episode of Maniacal Music Musings. I am your host as always, Jeremy. And just so you know, Chancy, there will be no singing at my funeral. You can stand there at my grave and say, Helta Skelta 666, he did the best he could. He played the game of death, even though he had voices in his head. And he was down with that freak nasty. Now, you, Chancy, on the other hand, you're just a cult of personality, my brother. You got the symptoms of insanity sometimes, but all I got to know is, can you hit it and quit it? And just don't be super stupid. That's all I got to say. Motherfucker Chancy Grife. What's that? And of course, we have a guest here as well to help us have some fun. And our guest this week, kind of a part two to last week's episode... And if you watched our brackets this past weekend on video, you know kind of know already. Our guest is Aaron, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce the last name, but I think it's Leckinger, from Yaha Podcast. Hello. Yeah, it's uh, very close, Leckinger. All right. <laughs> my, my, German, my German ancestors are cursing me from heaven right now, or wherever they are. Not a problem. <laughs> um, no, thanks for having me, guys. I'm looking oh. forward to this. Our pleasure. I mean, we got the glory of meeting Phil last week. Well, Chanty got to meet him. I got to meet him. I got to spend a second time with him. But nice, yeah. And then, and then third and fourth. But <laughs> but that's the way it goes in this business. Gotta love it. And he's a great guy. And Aaron's another great guy because yeah. you know, their podcast is pretty, pretty damn fun. This to is be our on. fourth our fourth time together too. I guess true. I've been spending a lot of time with the Aha people. My third time with Chance. Third time, Chancy. You know what that means. Give it up. Huh? <laughs> Third day. What am I giving? What, oh, you gotta, shit. You got to put out. Yeah. I'm a classy broad. Yeah, you are. <laughs> oh, ah, so, as always, we have brought you these albums three that we will discuss and rank and in Chancy's case, roast. But we are going to have some fun tonight, as always. But first things first. Aaron, what album did you bring, and why did you want to bring it? Um, I am, I'm curious, but not in a bad way. <laughs> the album I brought was um, Funkadelic, Maggot Brain. I want you to I don't know. I, I was pretty sure neither of you guys would have heard it before, and I wanted to see what you'd come up with as as your choices for albums. Well, you were correct on that first question. I will say that. You were correct. I mean, for me at least, I'm pretty sure Chancey hasn't heard it either. I had not. No, I had not. 
Ooh, you stumped Chansey. That's a hard one. He's heard a lot more stuff than I have. Interesting. But I was I was happy with it. So the, yeah, we'll do our reviews in a minute, right? Oh yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Why? But my question is: Does does this album have some kind of significance to you, or was it like a big thing in your life it's, when you were younger? I think it's um, it's kind of the masterpiece of the of the first era of Funkadelic, of the whole P-Funk thing. It's before Bootsy Collins and everyone. Um, and it's it's just got these uh, bookending tracks that are about 10 minutes long each that uh, that anchor the album. And it's, I don't know, it's, I just think everyone should hear it once. Well, I guess I'll do my review first and then Chancey can go last. And I gotta say, I mean, I actually, at first when I like, well, let me ask you. Uh, wait, <laughs> Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time. <laughs> yes, as soon as I heard those words, it struck a familiar tone in my head. And we'll get to that when we get to my album. But I just, I, it made me know what CD I yeah. wanted to bring. bring right yeah, I, could, I, can, I could pretty much guess why the other, other albums were chosen based mm. on my album after they were chosen. Oh, actually, I don't know why Chances was chosen, but we'll let him tell that later on. But or yeah, at least... he, you want he can, uh, yeah, I, I can either let him tell or I could guess first. We'll, we'll... I'll, I'll let I, I'll I'll let him guess first. That's cool. I'm curious to I'm curious to know. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go. Something something in the the biggest thing in common between Funkadelic and Living Color, different eras, but they were both pretty much the only all black rock band in their time. I mean, you had like Sly and the Family Stone. They're they're multiracial, you know. You had um, you had a lot of uh, you know. James Brown wasn't really rock and roll. That's more soul R and B rock and roll. Right. But um, as far as you know, playing psychedelic rock music, you know, Jimi Hendrix and Band of Gypsies. I guess you could you could cite them, but uh, Jimmy was pretty much Jimmy was dead by then. By the time this was 1971, I believe this came out. Yes, I believe. Yeah, 71. Yeah, 71. You're not wrong. Yeah. So and um and Living Color, they were in, in the late 80s. They were pretty much um, the only, at least as far as getting mainstream airplay, all black rock band. Respect. I can respect that in the 70s. I I mean, it's definitely an undertone. I didn't. It was subconscious on my part. But yeah, you, I mean, you strike a very valid point. Yeah, so, so my guess is wrong, but it's just a valid point. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it's true. It, yeah. it, it, I the, mean, it is mean, factual. But, but no, it wasn't your reason, though. No, I just did. I, I picked it because of uh, it having like my favorite song of theirs on the album, and me having first heard the song and seen it played first for the first time was on when they did it on SNL. So uh, like, I was just like, and that captivated me too. I was like, Oh my God, these guys are amazing. Oh, uh, we didn't even, uh, we didn't even say who, Oh, I guess I probably did mention their name, but we, uh, we did we mention the other albums? We shouldn't yet. Right. Uh, no, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll, I stepped we'll get, out of the bounds of the, it's all good. We'll get, we'll get into what our albums are when we get to them, but yeah, it ain't no thing. It ain't no thing at all. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it actually. I mean, and, 
and it's more uh, more obvious with with it's Isham. Is that how you pronounce it? Isham. Isham. Um, he just samples the shit out of fucking like. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's a, he, well, he was a, he was a late he was a early nineties rapper. They all sampled. The yeah, rap. and, and all- he sampled that first. Uh, when when I heard that song come up where he sampled the first line from 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 Maggot Brain, I knew oh I can see why he chose this. actually it's funny because i found something else in that first track too but i'll get to that a little bit later but but yeah i enjoyed the crap out of the cd actually like it was actually the last cd i was listening to i got done that literally at about 16 minutes ago or uh, 26 minutes ago but i literally got done with it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i did my cd first because they had the most tracks and i forgot how long it was holy crap but yeah it's a lot of tracks it was but there are some amazing tracks in that CD. I forgot how good it was as well, which I'm happy. I, that's why I'm happy I brought it. Got to re-listen to that finally. But your CD was very enjoyable. I did enjoy it. I could definitely see myself sitting there smoking, drinking to it, like and just hanging out. It's like it's just hanging out music. And some of the stuff they said had really good messages too. So, I mean, it's 70, so of course it's gonna have good messages. And I didn't know they. I didn't know they were an all African American band. I didn't know Chances was either. So I learned today. Yay! There you go. <laughs> And now I'll just have to battle. But actually, that brings us back to the. Oh no, 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 that's that's another bracket we did this past weekend. But so yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot actually. And Chanty, what do you think of Aaron's album? I I also quite enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I thought it was an interesting pick. You know, seven tracks. And then I kind of felt that the beginning and the end were like some of their best stuff. And then everything in between had like a couple of traits that were potentially fetching, so to speak, which I'll get to when it comes to listing off the honorable mentions in the top five. Well, I'm glad you uh, to like it. I did. Yes, I, I did like it for sure. For varying reasons. Excellent. All right. So if that concludes uh, Chauncey's review, then we will move on to your top five, Aaron, since it's your album. All right. Um, Did I even put it here? (laughs) (laughs) no i got your tops five but not my top five now i need to look at the track list number number one for me was number one for me was going to be wars of armageddon (coughs) that's the closing track Um, yeah that's uh that's basically the perfect freak out it it really is um yeah you're not wrong i Damn it, I know I had notes for this and I thought I sent them to myself here. I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, well. But, um, yeah, that was my number one. Number two is uh, Back of Our Minds because I just love that. Do, do, do it. Do, 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 do it. That weird distorted bell sound. Mm-hmm. It's infectious. I can't get that out of my head. That, that, um, I can't get enough of that tune. Um, number three was uh, you and your folks, me and my folks, or is it nice? 
That yeah, it's you and a, your folks and me and my folks. That one's got uh, serious Sly and the Family Stone kind of vibes to it. Whereas like uh, Hit It and Quit It's got kind of a James Brown vibe to it. But the other ones are strictly uh, P-Funk. <laughs> um, I never did bring up the track list. Hang on. I'm going to make myself type. No, nah, dude, you've, you've listed pretty much all of them so far. Except, um, except Maggot for Frame is number four. Yeah, that's the title track. That's um, yeah, that's a about a ten minute long guitar solo. And basically, uh, George, yeah, George Clinton and Eddie Hazel were tripping on acid, and George said to uh, play like somebody just told told Eddie to play like somebody just told him his mother died, and he laid down that guitar solo, and then George got in the studio and kind of. What do you say he did? He echoplexed it a bunch of times on itself and just, you know, hmm. faded out all the other instruments for the most part. And uh, it's, it's must hear, uh, it's must hear guitar. For sure. And number five, um, probably hit it and quit it. That's the, that's the sexiest song on the album anyway. But it was, it was, I mean, seven songs, and I didn't want to throw any of them out. So. Um, it's too too short to do an honorable mention to, I think. Well, I agree with you on that guy enough, but um, and I, I mean, but you're not, you didn't set the record in this show. The record on this show is owned by someone else who came on who brought a CD with literally five tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I I could have, I could have brought a CD with four tracks or. I thought you know. Well, I mean, other yeah. than making you listen to the CD, I guess. But yeah, I mean, so you didn't break the record, but it still was a short CD. And I agree, I didn't have an honorable mention either. I just, mm-hmm. I also didn't have what I wanted to pick for one, otherwise, I would have put one. But, but my number five was super stupid because I thought that song was kind of like funny. That's the hardest rocking song. That one, I think, has kind of Black Sabbath vibes to it. Yeah, I got and, that. And Audio got Slave that. covered it. Okay. Number four is back, back in your, back in our minds because that song's trippy as hell. Yeah. Like I, I could hear a rap versions of that kind of, but. Number three was Hit It and Quit It, because like you said, it was like the sexiest song on the CD. And I don't know, I always like I, I always like that catchphrase. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a James Brown phrase. Can we hit it one time? Can we hit it and quit? Let's hit it and quit. So yeah. It's, Which it's it's obviously copped from, from James Brown and Maceo, Maceo Parker. Take me one time to the bridge. Can we hit it? Can we hit it and quit? <laughs> number two, which almost was number one, but I had to replace it at one point. Number two is Maggot Brain, which I'm pulling a chancy here because I usually don't put intros in my top five, but which I consider Maggot Brain kind of an intro. But the fact that Isham uses the sample right at the beginning of it, which is why I picked the CD I did, and the fact that at the end, when it has like that kind of like that depressing uh, 
guitar rhythm going. Mm-hmm. Like Twisted used that as the beat for one of their as the opening opening beat for one of their songs they did. So Wars of Armageddon. Uh no the last song. No, Maga Brain. Oh, Maga Brain. Okay. Yeah, at the end of it, when it gets like really, de- at the end of, in the mid- like kind of the middle towards the end, it gets like a little depressed, like the like the down 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 like twisted. I can't do it for shit, but twisted used that in one of their songs as the beat to open up like a really depressing song. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's called uh, Breakdown, the song they did. If I'm remembering right, I haven't heard that album in a minute or two, but cool. I think there's some uh, on the there's some web page that tracks samples, and I think there's 28 samples known on this album. I can of, of this album, I should say. I could believe it. And my number one, which is what the only thing that pushed the only thing that pushed Maggot Brain down was Can You Get to That? Oh fuck. That's what that's I wanted to get Can You Get to That. What did I say? Yeah, it was a damn good song. I, did, I, I, I ended up doing Candy. I, I decided on Candy Get to That over the sexy one, over um, Hit It and Quit It. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a damn good song. And Lost my notes. My fuck. It, it, it was a damn good song. I mean, it, I like I liked everything about it. So I was like, all right, Maggot Brain has to go down one, even though I don't want to. But but those are my top five. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the bass in that, the guy. I want to know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to know. He's he's in another uh, later in, in Parliament. There's a song that says, I got jam in my knees and I'm ready to spread all around the world for the funk. <laughs> but it's that same <laughs> bass guy. It might be George for all I know. Shit. Could be. Well, like I said, overall, I enjoyed it. It was a good CD. Chanty, what were your top yes. five? Uh, actually, I I put the whole album in. Oh, you put uh, it right on, man. <laughs> I mean, there's only seven tracks. I mean, how could I not? I put Can You Get to That at number seven. Well, uh, no, you just said you can get to seven, so you can get to that. Right? You took all seven. And then uh, I put Back, of our, back in Our Minds uh on number six. Oh the, the backup singers too and can you get to that are um Isaac Hayes's backup singers, hot buttered soul. <laughs> nice. Uh number five is super stupid. Uh number four is hit it and quit it. Uh number three is your you and your folks, me and my folks. Uh number two was Wars of Armageddon and the number one was Maggot Brain. I thought Maggot Brain was fucking bad. I thought it was awesome. That sounds like the if if it was a NCAA bracket, it's like sounds like chalk picks. It's <laughs> it's good picks. So. Thank you. So yeah, so we'll do. I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, the whole the whole album was freaking amazing. I enjoyed it, and I will say that. I'm glad. I do like funk to some degree. I always have. It's just, I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> I mean, James. I mean, it's one of those things. I listen to it like at a party more than I'll listen to it at like my house or in my car. But I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't know. There's just too many other options depending on what mood I'm in. Yeah, my favorite band is Fish, and they do incorporate quite a bit of funk. 
Oh, my cousin loved them when she was growing up. I, I uh, yeah, she went through that phase. Uh, I've been going through that phase since uh, 1994. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't. I only, I can't, that's, that was part of the problem when it came to picking my CDs. I couldn't even find. I couldn't even think of anything right away that like would match yours, like music wise. Like the style of music, I, I can't. I couldn't think of anything in my library that'd be like, "Well, I could do this. I could do that." Like I, uh, I, I, I always thought that the sample you had, you picked uh, would have jumped right out at you. It, well, it did, and that's why I, I was flipping through songs at that point, and I hit Maga Brain because I usually skip the first track. I'm trying to think of a CD because the first track you're using like a good signifier for the CD because usually just words. But when I heard that, and I heard like "Mother Earth is pregnant," I'm like, "What did that just say?" <laughs> Rewind that Mother Earth is. I'm like, oh, I know what I have to do now. Sorry, Chanty, this is happening, but which is why I say Chanty a lot of nights, but but yeah, I mean, it's just Chanty speech right now. I was like, this motherfucker, this motherfucker, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's why I tried to bring the CD I did was because I heard that sample and I'm like, you know what. We've done Isham twice in this show before in the beginning. We haven't done him in months. So I will continue the Isham trend on this show and bring his third album in, which I believe only him and Nightwish have I brought three other albums in so far. But Thank you, right? And so I brought Isham in. I'm like, I'm bringing in the next one in line down the, down the release order, and that's Kill the Fetus, and it works perfectly because the title song Kill the Fetus opens with the sample from the Maggot Brain song so it's perfect like Both albums were a good match. Yeah, I had I to commend you on your picks. Yeah. I had to play it first to make sure that was the same intro because I'm like, I think it is. I'm like, this is the track, right? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. That's it. And I was like, all right. I'm like, yeah, shit. So, I mean, as Chanty knows, anybody listen like, to this? Like the third, third track in or something, I heard Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time. I'm like, oh, that's why he chose this album. <laughs> Actually, it's like the 10th or 11th track in, like, the, the, the title song is way down the line. Oh, uh, the kill, that one's kill the fetus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I mean, so like, uh, at Chancey already knows my love for Esham, and anybody who's listened to this show and all the episodes knows that as well. But I, Esham is one of my favorite early '90s, late '80s rappers that just he started hardcore. He was the true start of mm -hmm. hardcore. Him and ICP came out right around the same time. He came out first, though, because ICP, ICP idolized him for the first year before they put out their first CD. So. And he was actually on it, as Chancey knows. But, and so, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a banging CD, and it says a lot about, like, like all his CDs, it says something about the environment he lived in and what needs to change, which actually was another common theme with yours as well. So. Yeah. And. 
They were actually only like 20 years apart, so it ain't they're that. Both from, they're both from Detroit, too. Are they? I did not know that about your band. Interesting. Uh, yeah, then no wonder he stole it. He definitely was influenced by them, probably. Oh, he probably absolutely, was. he was influenced by them, yeah. I'm he, sure. He sampled, he sampled uh, Funkadelic in two songs, I think, in Parliament, and another one or two songs. All right. Yeah, I mean, he must have. Which I guess for listeners, um, George Clinton started out like with a kind of doo-wop group called the Parliaments. And uh, somebody said that they were too much like the Temptations, and he formed Funkadelic, which is this funk rock outfit. Um, then at some point, he shifted over to Parliament, which was more funky, a little less rocky. And then um, it became P-Funk at some point after that. He just combined it all together. But um, so, yeah, anything George Clinton, P-Funk, Funkadelic, Parliament, it, it's all it's all kind of uh, one thing. It's, you know, years later, I think. Yep, which, so that's why I picked my CD was, I mean, it's not my favorite Sham CD, but it's definitely one of his top three CDs in my mind. I, I think it's actually what people usually consider his best CD ever. It's a very appropriate CD for this one. And it was so controversial back then that it got like banned in so many freaking towns, like so many schools banned it, everything. It was like a huge thing. Like, yeah, I can imagine. So I'm sure it had the explicit sticker. Oh, they all all his CDs did. All the all the freaking rappers I listened to, except Will Smith, have explicit stickers on their CDs. Because Will Smith don't need to cuss in his records. But, <laughs> but Aaron, since you're the guest, you get to give your review of the CD next. Um, I liked it. It was um, horrorcore is a little dark for me, but but I liked I like the rhymes and the samples and and the music. Some of the some of the themes. I mean, it, it's it's hard to imagine getting darker than Maggot Brain, but he took Maggot Brain and made it darker with the with the title track. <laughs> I, I I believe he actually did an EP called Maggot Brain. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that at all. Um, but but I did dig it, and um, I'd listen to it again, but uh, not regularly because I think it would put me into a less positive mood than I try to stay in. Yeah. See the funny like, thing. Is, same oh, yeah. thing though. I don't listen to Maggot Brain regularly either. Yeah. For the same reason. Uh, actually, all right. I'm right. He did an EP called Maggot Brain Theory. Mm-hmm. It, it, it actually came out the year after this CD. I'll give, so. I'll give you credit. Yeah. It, it, I mean, he actually came out the year after this CD, so he must have like had like a theme going with them. But, yeah. but yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, but I, I get, I get what you're saying. Though horrorcore is not for everybody. For people with with minds where like yeah. mine and people, I, other people I know, like horrorcore makes us think more like, po- positively because it like reflects the emotions we feel towards things. So. Something about something about Radiohead too. I I think it, they're really talented and the music's good, but when it, uh, I have a case of maggot brain, says Kevin. <laughs> um, no comment, Kevin. Threw me off too. <laughs> Kevin will do that. Lost my train of thought. But no, I mean, and uh, actually, I can't say that, Kevin. I can't insult you because you just made us an awesome logo for our podcast, and I can't wait to start using it in the beginning of our streams. So, for sure. 
Right. Oh, well, I hope, hope what I had to say wasn't too deep and cool. Because it's gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I mean, horror chorus isn't it for everybody. I mean, oh, that's what it was. Horror chorus. Oh, the Radiohead thing. Um, I, I think they're good. They're good players. And, I, you know, the notes sound good, but it just puts me into such a mood that I can't listen to more than one or two or three at most songs. I can't, I can't get through most Radiohead albums. And that's kind of, I think, Horror Core does the same. Hey, it's not a problem, Kevin. I was... Nah, Kevin, you're cool, man. It's I, all that good. Was, that was self-inflicted uh, short-term memory loss. Maybe he's got the maggot brain, Kevin. Who knows? But I, yeah, I mean. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'll give it a thumbs up. I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, like, look at Chancey. Like, we are so similar in many ways, but even he can't do hardcore like full time. Like, he can only do it once in a while when I make Man. him do it. <laughs> like, he's not going to ICP concerts, painting his face or anything. So, and, oh, I gotta say too, first time I ever heard anybody sample the Beastie Boys, and he does it more than once. Oh yeah, he yeah, sampled he the Sample Masters. Yes, he did. Right. He sampled Paul Revere and what was the other one? Oh, I know what you're talking Slow about. Slow and low. Slow and low. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Isham, if there's a sample list out there, which I think I've seen it before, but he's on. I, I went through it. He's I, on... I went through everything that he sampled for this. Yeah. I, I could go track by track and tell you what's sampled on it. Oh, yeah. He's That's fucking awesome. So, but yeah, when I do my top five, I'll do I'll do that. Yeah, I mean, that's why Chancey used to, That's why Chancey picked a lot of his stuff on the first CD yeah. I gave him because it was a lot of samples that Chancey liked. He do, we, do we do the, do we do the review then review then review then top five top five yeah. top five or is it review top five review top five review top five? I can't correct, remember. Correct the first time. Okay. <laughs> Which I, think, means, I think I'm I think I'm done with my review. Yeah, I gave it the thumbs up. All right, Chanty, what do you think of your time with Isham Thrice as you're figuring me? I I mean it wasn't terrible. Like it's it was better than Scrum. I was able to get a top five and three honorable mentions, so like that says something. Three honorable mentions, cool. Oh uh, yeah, I got like seven. <laughs> I mean, out of 23 tracks or album, you know, yeah. you're going to have a few leftovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I didn't know that we could go over more than like one or two. Uh... I, you, I mean, you can go as far as you want. I mean, you could. Yeah, I, mean, I, I usually, I mean, if I'm not doing the whole album, I'll keep them in like two or three. But that's just me. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I did. I did one each on your two albums, and none on mine because there's only seven tracks. I mean, what was that CD? What was that a couple weeks ago, Chancy? That I did like, uh, what was it? I had like nine honorable mentions, something like that. Yeah, right. Like ten honorable mentions. Like I did some. Uh, at some point, you got to have a spine, man. You got to make a choice. <laughs> when they're all bang, draw a line. Take them off the list. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. So, Janty, what that's, so, what that's what makes it so compelling is um, having to make that choice, you know. So, so far, Janty, what three out of the three CDs you've heard so far, what CD do you like best out of the Esham collection? Probably this one. 
Yeah, because he he matures, he grows. He goes. Yeah, it seems it, it's more it's well it's it's much better put together, and he's got a better flow. And I guess you know without I, I guess I the samples went semi unnoticed to me, which is kind of shameful because I'm a sucker for a good sample. But uh, maybe on your top five, I'll read off the samples too. Ah, nice. But uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I I enjoyed listening to it. Well, I'm glad. And it's funny because, like, if you can't tell, there's like a couple different rappers on this one. So, but and yeah, this, mastermind. This is right before he started a group called. Natas or N-A-T-A-S Nation okay. ahead of space and time ahead of time and space and space it's him spelled backwards. oh yeah true I didn't think of that but it's him and Mastermind and uh, TNT I actually never thought of that that's far- actually I maybe I did a long time ago but it's been a while but and the, they actually they actually released like seven albums themselves in the late 90s or 2000s Esham's released God 25 CDs by this point because he's been around forever as long as I, longer than ICP has, longer than NWA NWA was around, like he came before them all. But, but yeah. So this is when he's grown and starting to trying to start his career. Actually, and it's a kid rapping in his mom's kitchen. But, but anyway, gee, say this we, is regarded as as critically as his best album, though. Generally, I think so. I meant to look that up on Spotify just to see, but. But yeah, I think I mean I don't know what else would well maybe his first album maybe but uh actually oh no I'm sorry this is like his fourth most popular album the next the next one he did Closed Casket that's his most popular album I haven't listened to that one in a long time I'd have to re-listen that before I bring it back on the show at some point bring it on the show again or bring it on the show first time at some point but when when something strikes a sample in your head you'll have to put bring it up again right? Hey, it happens. But and so I guess I could do my top five plus seven. So <laughs> good luck. <Plus I>, seven. <laughs> oh, there, on this many tracks on an Eshawn CD, there's going to be a lot. It's the same as doing like it's, do yeah. It's the same as when I did an ICP CD and I brought like freaking. I think I think that's the one I brought nineteen freaking like songs to all together but at 23 i'd probably 19 but my number 12 was symptoms of insanity which that's hilarious because that started on the top of the list because it's the first track and then it's got pushed down the whole freaking cd so i thought that was hilarious number 11 was jackie because you gotta always give a mention to when isham does uh songs named after a, named after a girl because they're usually based on true stories and he when he does songs about girls, it's just oof. It's rough. Like women, please cover your ears. But mm-hmm. number ten was "I Thought You Knew," which that's one of his. Like, nowadays, they'd be called woke songs because it's it's all about him talking about the world and the way it is. And then, of course, number nine, I had to do "Freak Nasty." I, that song's hilarious. I love that song. Like. I, I swear to God, one of these days I'm gonna do a bracket of uh, dirty rap songs, and I'm won't even need a rank list because I'll have a list in my head for all of it. But number eight was "Voices in My Head," 
which I was actually listening to that in the way to store with my kids today. And like, like, and I'm like, the song goes on. You don't want that one. And you don't want your kids hearing that one. Yeah, my kids hear all my music, so they don't, they don't listen to it really. They just kind of sit there and like within the background, but, but like, but yeah, voices in my head was definitely a one I had to freaking put on here. Number seven was Game of Death because it's kind of it's it's like ICP stole the idea from it for their song. Do you know what? Do you know what voices in my head samples that main the main track? Uh, off the top of my head, no. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Interesting. Hmm. Didn't know sorry, that. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's cool. I didn't know that. I like I like chili peppers. So I didn't know that. But quite interesting indeed. Number seven was Game of Death because ICP pretty much stole the idea for that song and uh, did Joker's Wild with it, or not Joker's Wild, uh, Murder Go Round. So many samples in that one, but we'll get to it in mine. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah he yeah. Number six was Headhunter. I love that song. It's got the sickest flow and sickest beat to it. Like, I guess to me, that's classic horrorcore right there. That's all that is. It's, just a cla- it's not, even, not even classic horrorcore. It's classic rap. Like, that's what rap in the early 90s, all the good shit. Run DMC. Like. They sampled Run DMC, Raising Hell. <laughs> Probably. Run DMC was out way before he was, so. Yeah. I believe it. And those are my, those are my honorable mentions. Number five, of course, was the title track itself, Kill, Kill the Fetus. But, which I love how he does the triple K thing in that for the title of the track and the album. Because I forget what song it is. And one of the songs he mentions the KKK. I forget which one it is off the top of my head. But he spells Helter Skelter with three Ks, too. Yeah, he keeps the theme going throughout the CD. But, but Freak Nasty only gets one K. Well, you, you don't want your freak to be in the KKK, otherwise you might not we, so, yeah. you, might, you might not come out of that bed. But point, point taken. But yeah, Kill the Fetus is just Kill the Fetus is the song that really got him like in trouble, and at that point because it's just it's, it's the it's, one that samples Maggot Brain. It also samples When the Levee Breaks from Led Zeppelin and uh, Nice. What the Hell from the Ohio Players. Never heard of the Ohio Players, but okay. <laughs> uh, they, they're funk legends, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Killafee is just one of those songs that's just. You know, you know the song Love Roller Coaster? Yeah. Uh, you, mean, you, mean, you, mean, you mean, yeah. The, it was in the beer. It's a cover. Red Hot Chili Peppers is a cover. Okay. It's an Ohio Players song. Yeah, okay. I knew Red Hot Chili Peppers didn't be that song originally, but yeah. Yeah, that was, that was um, in uh, Beavis and Bahead to America. They also do, there's a song called Fire, too. The Hell's Kitchen theme song, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that song. But, but yeah, Kill Fear is just one of those classic, like, oh, my God songs that, like, certain rappers do it over time. It's just like, what were they thinking? But... Number four is Helter Skelter. Cause I do love, I love that way that track the song the CD ends with that song. Like he uh, that I'm in samples body count. There goes the neighborhood. Ah uh, okay. Oh body count. I like body count. Ice T's freaking band. But 
I saw them at Glam Slam in uh, downtown LA. I'd have to look at my look up my stub on my. I have a Facebook album that's all my ticket stubs. Well, it went until they stopped giving ticket stubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> my number. And, th- yeah, I looked that one up. My number three was actually six six six, which came right before Helter Skelter, which is another amazing song. My number two is "Don't Blame Me" because I love that song. I love the chorus. Don't blame me. The devil made me do it. Like I love that song. Like, like that. There's a whole verse in there. Like, uh, I can't do it, but it's like the part. Yeah. The way it starts with like "Sick in the Head." Yeah, don't blame me. He's got two Jimi Hendrix songs. James yeah. Brown, the payback, and uh, Bee Gees song. Nice. But yeah, and then number one is my favorite song on the CD, and it's No Singing Slash Misery. Because I love like I love the idea of like no singing at my funeral. Like I always like that idea. And then like I like how it starts slow, and then after like it hits the misery part, it's like it hits that fast beat. It's like oh, like he just rips a freaking verse like never before and. Samples in that one are the Barkays and Marvin Gaye. Well, that makes sense. But those are my top five plus seven. So why don't you give your top five, Aaron, since you're the guest? And pardon me for one second, I go off camera, guys, because my dog is whining mm-hmm. like crazy. I think I might have to take her out to go bathroom. So feel, right. free, feel free to stall if you'd like for a minute. All right. Should we tap dance? Talk tits. Uh, I left. I left my. I grew out of my shoes a a, a long time ago. Oh, so much for that. My apologies, sir. My apologies. Yeah. So, um, crazy number of. uh, I've I've got one honorable mention in this one. That's Game of Death, which was one of his tracks. Yeah. Uh, Samples in this one, the underdog theme. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Um, tubular bells. Um, that sounds that sounds familiar for some reason. The the Jeopardy song, the Jeopardy. It's called "Think" with an exclamation point by Merv Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's got um, two Parliament songs, which is George Clinton's band after Funkadelic. Flashlight, which might be one of his best known. And um, Sir Knows Devoid of Funk. It's got Queen, We Will Rock You. Billy Squire, The Big Beat. Hmm. Boogie Down Productions, Nine Millimeter Goes Bang. And uh, some Richard Pryor. Nice. Doggy dog still, still making some complaints. It's my funny. Next one, my next choice, number five. I don't know. If, I don't think he chose "Get On Down," did he? Uh, no, he did not. This one, no. This one's got a funkadelic sample in it, not just knee deep. Yeah. And yeah, it's got samples of Zap, More Bounce to the Ounce, and Dance Floor. 
and it's got uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, I Get Lifted. Nice. And a couple people that I'd never heard before. That Since we're stalling, I'll go ahead and read them anyway. Willie Hutch, I Choose You. And the Blackbirds with a Y, Happy Music. Oh, no, I was thinking of the Black Crows. Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't heard of the Blackbirds. Blackbirds, one word, but a Y instead of an I. Hmm. I haven't heard of them either. Intriguing. Have to track them down and check it out. So uh, number four is one that he chose. That was No Singing and Misery. Right. And that one, as I mentioned, had samples of Marvin Gaye. And that was Life is for Learning. And the Barquets, Let's Have Some Fun. Hmm. Um, stall for another minute. Get him back here for <laughs> get to number three. Catch him up to what we've done. So did your uh, quitting time emergency get resolved or your call? Everything's all good? Yeah. Yeah. Right on, right on. And I don't know if my code compiled successfully because my screensaver came on. My keyboard's not handy. <laughs> well, hopefully it did. Yeah, no. Doesn't matter if it didn't, I'll fix it in the morning. Let's see. Number three, I guess I'll continue. Yeah, go ahead. Sunshine. That one also has Parliament Flashlight, which uh, Game of Death had as well. So he sampled the same song in two different songs. And yeah, uh, some, something called, yeah, some band called Roy Ayers Ubiquity. Everybody Loves the Sunshine is in that one too. I haven't heard of that one either. And uh, sounds like sounds like Jeremy might be back. I believe so. Ornamental, gentlemen. Sure thing. We'll catch you up. Just gotta put him back in the in the crates. All right. <laughs> Get in the fucking box. <laughs> Back to the front. I love you, fuzzy animals. Back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, beastie. So I'm on the number three. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, do keep going. That's number cool. Two is a headache and wet day dreamer. That one's oh, right a, on. That one's got another body count sample. This one's body counts in the house. Uh, Beastie Boys, slow and low, and it's got uh, some Richard Pryor. And the plot of uh, the second half of the song reminded me of Frank Zappa's Dynamo Hum. The plot of that song which uh, I'm guessing neither of you heard much Frank Zappa. Well, I know of Frank Zappa. And yeah, but you, I haven't listened any, to any album. Oh. Of those and you, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have heard the whole album, right? 
not the whole album now. I always thought it was pretty awesome that he and uh, John Denver and uh, oh the PMRC hearings, yeah, yeah, dude, that was awesome. I love those speeches. Yeah, I miss Frank. Yeah, I, for sure. I was gonna see him in 1988. I was in Cincinnati working at a Domino's Pizza, and he was playing in Dayton that night, and. Um, me and one other guy arranged to open that day so that we could go to the show that night. It's about an hour drive usually, but there was a blizzard. We couldn't get, they wouldn't let us go. And even if they would, they ended up closing the freeways between Cincinnati and Dayton. So I didn't get to see Frank. I've been so fucking pissed. Seen Tweezel upwards of 10 or 12 times. Tweezel, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Isn't that like his, who it was? Who was that? Yeah, Dweezil Zappa. Was was he somebody that was in the band, or was like one of the one of his, or... one of his sons? Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah, spent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spent, I, I was gonna say I thought that was the case. Spent years learning the material, and um, you know his dad used to teach him to play anyway. Yeah, and, you know he released albums while his dad while his dad was alive too, but um, he you know locked himself away for a few years and then came out with uh, some really talented bands and goes around performing Frank's music. It's, it's awesome. That is kind of cool. Yeah. And we're down to number one. Indeed. Symptoms of Insanity. So it's got that Alice in Chains sample from uh, Rain When I Die. It's got two Alice in Chains samples. It's got dirt in there, too. Oh, Nice. Uh, 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 that rain when I die thing that that weird Lane Staley harmonizing thing that he does there in the beginning. Yeah. There's also some uh, Jello Biafra spoken word. That's fucking awesome. But, uh, that's brings, my top five. Brings a whole new meaning when you think about it, like having listened to it and then knowing. What else is there? Yeah, what's in there? I can start listening off mine for Jeremy's. Yeah, yeah I think it's uh, I think that's what's next. Yeah, go for it. Fancy uh, top five, ladies and gentlemen. And my three honorable mentions. And his and his um HMs. I got uh, Helter Skelter. Uh, was number eight. Number seven. Number seven was uh, six, six, six. Uh, number, or I'm sorry, seven was six, six, six. Six was. You want to know the samples in six, six, six? Yeah. There's uh, Ian Dury, Plaisto Patricia, Norman Cook, samples and scratches, ESG UFO. UFO. Yeah. Nice. Beastie Boys Gratitude. Nice. Tremaine in the Morning Time. Sarone Rocket in the Pocket. Beside Change the Beat, parentheses, female version. And Mountain Long Red. A lot going on in that one. Nice. Helter Skelter was Body Count. There Goes the Neighborhood and Black Heat Zimba Coo. Huh. Uh, number six was uh, Get On Down. 
number five was Game of Death. Uh, number four was If This Ain't Hell. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, number three was Don't Blame Me. If This Ain't Hell has um, two Funkadelic covers in it from the album before this one. Oh, yeah? That's the first Funkadelic album I had. Um, that's Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow. So they sampled the title track. <laughs> the title track and um, Friday night, August the 14th. And for uh, extra credit, I'd recommend listening to uh, Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow if you enjoyed this album. Right on. Uh, number two is Headhunter, and uh, my number one was uh, What Is Evil. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Sorry about that. The dogs. Yeah. The dogs. Were you able to? I don't know if you were able to hear my list while you were walking around out there. Do you want me to run down it? Real quick or no? Yeah, if you want to run down real fast, you might that'd be good because I, I, I didn't hear it at all. I had to Okay, that's what I was wondering. Okay, so my I had my honorable mention was Game of Death. And um, it had a bunch of uh, it had two parliament and two parliament samples, Queen We Will Rock You, Billy Squire, Boogie Down Productions, Richard Pryor, Merv Griffin Jeopardy song. Um, number five, get on down. She had a lot of funk samples. Number four, No Singing, Misery. Number three, Sunshine, which had Parliament and Roy Ayer's Ubiquity, whatever that is. Number two, Headache, Wet Daydreamer, which had Body count, body Counts in the House, Beastie Boys, Slow and Low, Richard Pryor, and this one I thought had the same plot as the Frank Zappa song, Dynamo Hum. And number one for me was Symptoms of Insanity, which sampled two Alice in Chains songs, Rain When I Die and Dirt. And uh, Jello Biafra spoken word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy is a damn good song. I just it went to the bottom of my list because I like all the other songs so much more. Like as soon as I heard that Lane Staley, uh, it shot right to the top of my list. Nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry about that. The dogs both decided to poop in their cages. So yeah, that was fun. Mm. Always fun cleanup job. Twice today, maybe made me throw up almost. Love it. But, goddamn. It's my number one known dogs, just saying. But, all right. So, that brings an end to my CD. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it and found stuff they liked about it. Definitely always a bonus, especially with stuff like this type of music. <laughs> but he's the god, he is called the horrorcore godfather. So, it makes sense. And he's still putting out music. That's the best freaking part. Which, how many bands can you say from that time are still around out of all of them? Not many, I don't think. Yeah. Fish has been around since 83, but they did have two hiatuses. Yeah, I was going to say, they, for a while they were not performing. He has yeah. he has never truly stopped playing out music for more than like maybe a year. Yeah, well, that's the difference between being a solo artist and a band, too. Well, I mean, you can't. You don't break up when you're a solo artist. Yeah, I mean, he he had beefs too with like Eminem and ICP. At one point, he beefed with for a little while. I mean, they're cool now, but at one point, he did beef with them as well. Mm-hmm. So, typical rap shit. Yeah. Actually, I guess is is his band that he had after that the one that was Satan spelled backwards still going? That Taz. No, they haven't released a CD since the early 2000s, but they still show up on his albums from time to time. 
but neither of them ever got really big. I mean, Mastermind did. He was another other artist stuff for a long time. So was TNT to some degree, but I know Mastermind was on a scum track. I'm pretty sure, Chancy. But I think you might be right. It, his voice sounds. It sounded familiar to me. Yeah, but a scum track. Oh, uh, there's there's a rapper named Scum that only you have to be into hardcore and kind of messed up in the head to like scum and I love him and I got to meet him. I got to meet him at a concert. So yeah. Uh, and I smoked and drank with him and it was a fun night. But cool. But here's the here's the scum. Here's all Max girlfriends. We're saying the same thing. But <laughs> Zing. Exactly. So that's my C D though. Chauncey, let's hear what C D you brought to the table. I brought uh, Living Colors Vivid. Because, I mean, it was my first exposure to the band. Uh... I mean, the guitar, like, there's so many different things. Like, the guitar player, Vernon, he's an amazing guitarist. I'm real big on just, like, how, how it goes, like, back and forth between hard, like, hard rock and kind of, like, you know, melodic and not necessarily ballady stuff. And I, I just... I, I like, and then I also like some of the uh, remixes they did at the end of the uh, CD, like on uh, Funny Vibes. But uh, yeah, it's just it was. I, I didn't. I never heard the remixes. I only listened to the. Oh yeah, the LeBlanc the LeBlanc remix is kind of cool. Uh, I I just I I mean I didn't I didn't stream it because I have this one. Oh nice. Uh yeah, the first time I ever was exposed to the band was seeing them perform on SNL, and I was just blown the fuck away. I saw them open Be- for the Rolling Stones at Riverfront Stadium in 1989. Nice, I'm jealous. But uh, m- most uh, most cities got to see Guns N' Roses too, but they didn't make it to Cincinnati for whatever reason. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that's my uh, that's my thing. So, cool. yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Give me a review. I'm stoked, man. Um, I remember when it came out, man. I, I remember the first time I heard Cult of Personality. I was delivering Domino's Pizza, and about had it been '88, '89. That fucking guitar riff is just sick. Yeah, it, it was it was addictive, and um, I don't know that that album had legs too. It came out and uh, cult of personality wasn't even the first single i no. never heard the first single until like i don't know six months later probably but um it feels like that that was getting steady airplay and was on the charts for a really long time they you know they get like two or three months and then another single would hit off the album for sure but, um, yeah. yeah i lived it that's what's up. Oh, you saw him on SNL. How old were you? Oh, I was. This was. It was a. It was a uh, repeat. 
So I would I would have been when the it, it, you said it came out in eighty nine. I would have been four. Might have come out in eighty eight. I saw them in eighty nine. Yeah, I was very young. But uh, I, I I saw them. I saw them later on, like watching uh, uh, replays or reruns of back when they used to run bunches and bunches of them on E Entertainment Television and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know if I saw their SNL performance, but I almost it always watched SNL my whole life. Yeah. It was epic. Cause I mean just watching just watching Vernon play that guitar riff that the solos just fucking watching him just walking up and down, just freaking the fuck out. Like Yeah. It's it was a different thing. It was, it was a new sound that was it was sorely needed in 1988. The year I was born, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. The year I turned 20. Yeah, well, I knew you. I knew you and Aaron had a generation or two on me, but okay. I mean, uh, you and Phil. Phil. <laughs> Goddamn, we do it already. But um, so yeah, I I. I never heard of the Living Color until I started watching wrestling for a second time, and I all of a sudden CM Punk comes out and I hear his theme song, and that's the first time I ever heard of Living Color. Was it? What was it? Cult, Cult of Personality. Yeah. 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 That's the first time I ever heard of them was when I heard, saw CM Punk come out for the first time, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And actually, not. It wasn't even. His, it wasn't even his original theme song. He had a Kill Switch Engage song to begin with, and then. I know that was great. I know, and then they did the change to Cult of Personality, and I was like, ah, I, I could dig it. And I'm like, it's not a bad song. So I was actually happy at flying as I listened to like an actual CD from the band that did that because I never even heard of them before that, or like I never, I never heard Cult of Personality to that point, that moment. I don't think. I mean, I may have heard it, but I, not, not that I recalled. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, it was a good CD. It's a lot better than a lot of the other. One. It's a lot better than a lot of the other ones Chancey's brought recently, but. <laughs> you and your goddamn Bush and Static X. Hey, Static X is good. They're all right, but still, I mean, they're better than they're 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 definitely five thousand times better than Bush. What, what Bush album did he bring? Sixteen Stone. Is that their first hit one or their second? I think it was their first hit one. It had like Machine Head, Glycerin, Zen, everything Zen. The little things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but Living Color was good. I at first I thought they were the uh, band that Boy George was in, but I was like, no, no. As soon as Culture Club, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, the word cult—that's what confused. Yeah, that's um, funny. That's possible, actually, but I don't know. I enjoyed it though immensely, and I'll get to more of that in my top five, but. Chante, what are your top five on your CD? I got three honorables. Uh, number eight was Memories Can Wait. Uh, number seven was Funny Vibes. Uh, number six was their cover of Should I Stay or Should I Go. Number five is uh, Which Way to America. Ooh, we match. Number four is uh, What's Your Favorite Color. Number three is Open Letter to a Landlord. Number two is Desperate People. 
And naturally, number one's cult of personality, mostly just because of the guitar riff itself. I mean, everything else is amazing on the track, but that fucking guitar riff is just, it, it's infectious. Ask not what your country can do for you. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, what are your top five since you're the guest? <laughs> um, see, I had an honorable mention in there. Open letter to a landlord. That was um, nice. I think that was the last hit off the album. It was like a year later that one came, became a hit. <clears throat> yeah. Now, number five is a Talking Heads cover. Memories can't wait. Yeah. Number four, uh, Which Way to America. Number three is bu- 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 Funny Vibe. Funny Vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Funny Vibe. Number two featured uh, Mick Jagger on backup vocals, Glamour Boys. And uh, number one, of course, Cult of Personality. Nice. The, the only songs I remember them playing were Glamour Boys and Cult of Personality when I saw them open for the Stones. I wanted to find the full set list, and all I can find are those two songs anywhere listed. But I know they played longer than that. So, That's crazy. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, opening bands don't always play that much either. Sometimes there's like, especially back then, it was just like they're playing for like a ha- 10 minutes at most, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the band comes out, the Stones then. are coming on, and you get a late start. Yeah, you might get cut to two songs. Who knows? Yeah. Right. If the Stones show up for the concert, even they, yeah, they showed up. Yeah, I mean it. I that was, I that was the first farewell. <laughs> that was 1988. I mean, I, I knew. Uh, I, I knew this guy who uh, used to work as like a concert promoter, and he he used to tell me stories about Aerosmith, the Stones, and like all of them. How like they would just get like too fucked up, and they wouldn't come to their shows, and like they would just completely cancel shows like at last minute notice. But yeah, well. I had two honorable mentions for uh, Chancey CD here. Number seven was Open Letter to Your Landlord because that song was catchy. Like, they should have had that in Rent. But number six was What's Your Favorite Color? Which, what the hell was that the theme of? Because on the CD I had, like, they said, like, there's a second version that was, it said theme. I don't know. I think it's it's a remix. It's the band's theme song. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is because living color is like, what's your favorite color? Living color. Yeah, yeah. Well, number five was which way to America? Because I told you, chance we matched. Well, yeah. But number four was Glamour Boy because it almost reminded me of like a Queen song in a way. Like the lyrics. Sounds, but you know, it's close. Well, well, no, no, no. Mick in there. That's no, one but, where Mick was going, I'm fierce. <laughs> oh, yeah, but just the lyrics, the lyrics remind me of something that like Queen was saying. But yeah, totally. Number three is I Want to Know because that song, that song touched deep actually because like that's that we all had that bullshit in high school where like that song makes perfect sense. Like I'm telling you how I feel. I want to know if you feel the same. Like that's it. And Number two was the cover of Should I Stay or Should I Go? Because you know me, Chancey. I love a good cover. and Yeah, of course you do. And of course, unfortunately, uh, 
should I stay or should I go? Just fucking lost in the masturbators bracket going on to I don't even know some some fucking song I shouldn't have. I don't think that was on the original album. That must be on the one of the reissues. Nah, uh, yeah, it's on the online options. Yeah, yeah. If you go, if you that, actually, it's the album I sent you on Spotify. Like, if you go to that Zach album link, that's mm-hmm. what it was. It's the only one they have on Spotify for it. But and the core, and it's actually funny because in that version of "Should I Stay or Should I Go," like part of the guitar at the end of it sounds like Iron Maiden guitar. Well, I have to check it out. Vernon's a fucking pretty stellar guitar player, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I only took from the from the ones on my CD. Yeah. Hey, man, I understand. I'd have done the same thing you did if it had been me. Oh, trust me, Ch- Chancy wants fucking listen to a uh, dual side Eshop CD all in one sitting instead of fucking just doing the first side like I told him to. <laughs> so, extra credit. Our, our guest did the same thing that week too. It was funny, but right. Did you give them both gold stars for extra credit or anything? No, now we call now we call uh, okay. we call that pulling a Freddy now. But pulling a Freddy, okay. You met Freddy, but yeah. So bad five Freddy. Number one, of course, is uh, cult of personality because why wouldn't it be? That song is amazing. I Unanimous. love. It. I used to actually use that in video in like uh, WWE video games when I used to like make my own wrestler. You use CM Punk's theme mm-hmm. song. I'd use that song. Naturally, kind of yeah. cool if that's an option. Yeah. Oh, they every, right. Every, every theme song is an option, but I mean, it was either that or Undertaker's, and Undertaker I've been using for twenty years, so. But I remember back on the Xbox, the Undertaker. Uh, I don't know. It's just a bell. Yeah, bells and organs and shit like that. But uh, I remember back on the old school gaming systems, uh, like Xbox 360 and shit like that. If you had music saved on your hard drive yeah oh, that's you, an old school that's an old school game i know i, I was gonna say well that. like you're going six generations ago old school like we were a lot we were alive for like six generations ago i mean i get that but i'm just saying in context of the capabilities for what it could do yeah it was pretty cool because like you could actually upload any song into the intro music and then put pyro to however you wanted it to play out. That's cool. Just kind of program it, walk in. Yeah. Like the, the whole introduction. It's a long way from the Atari 2600, man. I know, right? Oh, yeah. When the Undertaker came out on that fucking one, it was just like, right? That's all it did. I actually just watched a video on Facebook the other day of like Undertaker and rest and wrestling games from like the beginning to like the end because he's been the most games of anybody. But but yeah, so that wraps up our top fives for Chansey C D. And I believe I believe well, that's, that's everybody, bro. Five. I know. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't know how to do my job, motherfucker? But Next week, we have Mike Helbig on, a friend who was recommended to me by you guys, by Yaha. He, yeah. Was, yeah, he, was, recommend, he was on Yaha doing an album breakdown or something similar. 
Yeah, we broke down um, fresh fruit for rotting vegetables by the Dead Kennedys. Did it nice. Did a deep dive into it. Oh yeah, Chancy. Um, they they would like to have us on for a TV episode breakdown. Oh yeah, do a rerun forensics. Okay. I'm thinking Barney Miller, but we don't know yet. Yeah, well, something you guys haven't. Something you guys probably don't know, but, but we're gonna make right. Oh, uh, you'd be surprised if Chancy knows it or not, but. He's watched a lot of TV that I never have. So, and actually, I've watched a lot more TV than he has in a lot of ways too. So, I mean, depends what it is, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And I gotta get in touch. With, I gotta we'll get, get together. With, I gotta get in touch with Mike and get what album he's bringing next week. So, we don't know our albums at this point, listener, but you'll find out. And if you watch the videos, you'll see the live video a bit before you'll ever weeks before you listen to it. So, you'll know sooner than later. But till. And then, you know, thanks for having me. Um, we're, yeah, uh huh. The social media is all the handles, yeah, uh huh, pod everywhere, and the website is yeah dash uh dash huh dot pod y e a h dash u h dash h u h dot com. Yeah, that's one you definitely have to spell out because it's people are gonna fuck it up if you don't horribly. But yeah, uh huh. but yes and thank you Aaron for coming on it's been an amazing fun time it's been a blast thanks for having me last fuck yeah man and Chancy yeah dude where can they find you uh the book of faces under my name uh Instagram and TikTok under the red eye round table uh Twitter under red eye table and uh, I am the bitter bastard on a show referred to as the Bracket Bastards. That's pretty much it. Yes. Yes. And also, you can find Chansey in the deepest, darkest recesses of your mind. Most likely. Yes. But you can find us at Paranormal Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with the S Facebook group. You can find us on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. You can find us on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. We are about, I'm about halfway through uploading all, all the music episodes on there. And you can also find us on YouTube as well as Maniacal Music Musings. We, come tune in next week and see what crazy album matchup we'll have. Have a good week. And once again, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, guys. See you later. Who wants to get a game?